Good morning. Welcome to all those that are joining us for Likuti Alachais. Sorry, we're a little bit late. We dedicate the learning today Le'ilu Nishmas Reb Shalom Ben Horav Pinchas Bunim Hakoyhein. This is the father of a very close friend, Bobby Rosenberg, and he had many schusim in his life. He's a Holocaust survivor who went through the severe, severe suffering of the Holocaust. Him, he was separated from his father, and they, his father found him years later and always took care of his, his father. And he was the person who was responsible, who was the Hashem's shliach for helping his son Bobby and me and a whole group of maybe 10 families make Aliyah to Israel. What happened was, he, as, as my parents also are Holocaust survivors, with only two children, a boy and a girl. And the last thing these parents would want is any of their children to move away, to move far away from them, to be distant from them, to be in a different country. And yet, Hashem made him the shaliach. He was a businessman. He was visiting Eretz Yisrael. And he heard that they're starting a new neighborhood called Harnof. And it's far away from Yerushalayim. But he heard from people that this is how it works. You know, it starts off far away, like Ramot, like Gilo. And then eventually it becomes part of Yerushalayim. And Hashem helped that at the time he researched it a little bit more. We put down binders, $5,000 binders, to, to, to get started. And maybe 10 of us bought apartments, most of us in the same building in Harnof, as a group, as a chavraya. And that was the beginning of, a, of an incredible, incredible aliyah, Teretz Yisrael. All of those families have stayed in Eretz Yisrael. They've married off children. They have grandchildren. Some of them have married off grandchildren already. And he played a very important, pivotal role in making that happen. We dedicate the learning also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Michoel Yaakov Ben Idis, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Gershon Chana Echenech Ben Rochel, Ruven Chaim Ben Chana Elka, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Gitaganendel Bas Sipoira, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Chaya Brocha Bas Perl, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shlomo Nisim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, David Leib Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Chavaliba Bas Mirmidvoira, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Tuvietzvi Ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Dvoira Bas Yafa, Linda Bas Yafa, we're in the middle of a chapter of Likuti Halachis. We're in the middle of paragraph Gimel. And Rabbi Nelson Zal is basing this halacha on chapter 16 in Likuti Maran. And Rabbi Nelson Zal is going into an incredible, clear explanation about what took place at the time of creation spiritually and how it relates to us. We're up to the paragraph, the subparagraph, Ki Ho'emuna, in paragraph Gimel. Ki Ho'emuna, he had simtsum, vahakli, vahamido, shall call hamidois. Emuna, faith, which we saw earlier is synonymous with malchus, is the, is the boundary and the vessel and the format that what shapes 
all the other midos of Hashem, chesed, gvura, teferes, chachma, shehem kulam bechinas tzimtzume hasechel me'ilo la'olu. All of the midos of Hashem are constrictions of Hashem's wisdom from, from level to level, higher and higher levels. Mi'sechel elyoin l'sechel tachtoin. From the highest level, wisdom, going down to a lower level. Lehasig al yodom by which we are enabled to achieve recognition of Hashem and an understanding of Hashem. V'chulam ein lehem koyach legaloi solahoi lidshum das v'shum hasoga boyisporach kiim al yidei hoemuna levad. And all of these midos of Hashem, Chachma, Bina, Chesed, Gvur, all of these midos have no ability whatsoever to reveal recognition of Hashem or understanding of Hashem other than via Emunah. They all have to function via Emunah. If any person wants access to any of those midos and to connect Hashem through any of those midos, the entrance way is Emunah. Because emuna is the vessel and the constriction, what contains all of them. Again, we've given the example of this of the Seder night on the night of Pesach, where we have the three matzos, which represent chachmabina das or keser chachmabina. Then we have the nine items, the nine important. I, I'm sorry, the the six important items on the Seder plate, which are the zroya, the, the shank bone, the egg, the moror, the charoises, the karpas, and the chazeres. And each one of these is, represents one of these in holy midos of Hashem. But what holds all of them together and what allows all of them to function the way they need to function is the kaira, the Seder plate. The Kaira is the Malchus. The Kaira is Emuna in this context, where it's nothing. It's nothing and it's everything. It's nothing and it's what's holding everything in place. It's what's making everything functional. And this is what the Tikkun Ezra says, the less Rishu Lishum Sfira La'aroko Birchon Barmino. None of the Midas of Hashem, none of the Sphiris have permission, have the ability to shower us with blessings other than via the Malchus. It must go via the Malchus. Dahainu, chutz mi Midas HaMalchus, shehi bechinas emuna. Outside of going via the Malchus, which is emuna, sha'al yodo daiko ikar hisgalus hadas shalasoga selukusi esporach. And it's only via the Malchus, via Emunah, that we can achieve any understanding of Hashem and any recognition of Hashem. We must start with Emunah, which is the beginning of shaping and formatting the light of Hashem. And not just in the beginning, but afterwards also, when a person is to be able to receive and achieve 
a level of knowledge, a level of understanding of Hashem, it's impossible to really receive that das properly and to benefit from it without emuna. It's forbidden for a Jew to rely only on their intellect. And the intellect will not work, it won't function, it won't succeed without emunah. Because the Pasuk says clearly, and the Gemara expounds on this in Chagiga, that in that which is above you you're, you, you're not allowed to delve into it, you cannot delve into it. What this is teaching us is that a person cannot receive knowledge and, and wisdom, especially knowledge of Hash, recognition of Hashem, <coughs> without many, many different constrictions. The And all of these constrictions, all of these filterings, all are all <coughs> via emuna, which is the source of all tzimtzumim. V'yalkein osur lachkor lamala mimadregosoi. And this is why the Torah tells us it's forbidden for a Jew to analyze things that are above their level. So that the person shouldn't fall into the trap where too much light causes a shattering of the vessels. Because when a person allows their brain to chase after things that they don't have permission to chase after, they're not ready, they're not qualified and capable of going into that higher place. And the person is unwilling to rely on faith regarding that higher level. That person is causing a mistake, is harming the emuna. And by the person trying to go for that level of voltage that's above what they can handle. <coughs> That will cause the person's vessel of emuna to shatter, to break. Vaoz nifgam hu emuna. Then the emuna becomes damaged and falls. Vaoz nizbatel hadas legamri. And then the person's das gets destroyed totally. Even those things that the person was able to understand originally, all of it gets blown. Because the registers, it's like when you have a computer or a machine and something blows <coughs> and the machine has a meter on it showing what, when it blows, it goes to zero. Everything goes back to zero or the meter itself blows and there's nothing on the screen whatsoever. Since the vessel... <coughs> Was, was broken, shehu ho emuna, which is the emuna. I've seen many examples of this in my life. One of the recent examples that I saw was the case of a, 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 young, a young boy whose parents got married late in life, 
and father was always ill, physically, suffering different things. So it was a, a little bit of a rocky childhood in that sense. And the fact that, that, that the parents got married late and it took a while to have children, so the children were also treated differently than typical standard children. And this boy had a broad consciousness. He was curious. He wanted to know everything. And because there were only two children in the house, the parents were able to devote a lot of knowledge. The parents were broad-minded, very knowledgeable, religious, and, and broad-minded, and were able to give a tremendous amount of knowledge. And, 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 and the boy became orphaned, at the, I think, at the age of 12 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Father passed away. And then in the teenage years, the boy was running, running, running. He wanted to learn Kabbalah. He got a sitter uh, of the Rashash, of the Mekubalim, and, and I saw that it was unhealthy. I saw that it wasn't good. But unfortunately, because he was so used to being independent, and because he, he knew so much and everything, he wasn't looking for any guidance or advice in that sense, and ran, 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 and then went off a cliff, Rahman al spiritually, and, and went completely, completely, completely the other way, the other way, dropping all basic, basic performance of mitzvahs, dropping everything. And, and then it got worse and worse. I, I don't want to finish the story. The story has a terrible, terrible, tragic ending. But it, it was an example of this, of a person not, not, not having the preparation that Rav Zal gives us here, that it's true, um, our mission in life every day is to become more knowledgeable and more knowledgeable, but you have to know, you have to play by the rules. And you need, you can't play, you can't have electricity that's not contained. Electricity has to be inside of something. And you need to know exactly how to deal with electricity properly. You know, when a, an electrician comes to fix a fixture, the first thing he says is shut off the, turn it off. What do you mean turn it off? You're an electrician. You turn it off. This is, this is nuclear energy. This is dangerous. And I, if I'm touching any appliance that's electrical, I want to first make sure that it's not plugged in. How is one to know what's above their level and what it's not? And where they need to go with Emunah alone? The answer is this requires, as usual, three things. It requires learning a lot number one, and learning what you're supposed to learn, learning all this form that you're supposed to learn that give guidance and direction. Number two, it requires tefillah, pleading with Hashem, when we, when, pleading in your own personal prayers, and in Shimon Esrei, when a person says that first request from Hashem, the first thing we ask for Hashem in Shimon Esrei is, Ato choinein liodom da'a Hashem, please, please grace me and bless me with Chachma Das. And, and to know that I'm asking for something spectacular and dangerous. And, and to make sure to ask for it in that way, pleading that Hashem should give it to me in a healthy dosage, the right way. And then number three, possibly most important, is having a rabbi, having guidance. We mentioned many times that the mitzvah of Emunas Chachamim in the Torah 
is presented as loisosur yomin usmoil. Don't deviate to the right or to the left from what the rabbis are going to tell you. Why does it just say, listen, shma, why, why, what's this right-left nonsense? The answer is it's not nonsense because that's describing what we're learning here. That's describing what life is all about. That there's a left, there's a right, and there's a center. <clears throat> and Rabbi Nezal said, going through this life is crossing a narrow bridge. And when you're crossing a narrow bridge, you have to see what's on the right and see what's on the left and see what's in the middle. And to be able to get across it properly, you have to be able to know what's the middle and, and to go through the middle. And for each person, in each and every circumstance, right, left, and middle could be completely different things. And if a person miscalculates, misjudges, they can blow themselves up, they can blow up their whole family. There are many cases of people who tried to do things. They tried to make changes in their life. And they tried to do it. They thought, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I want to become more religious. What's the question? And they ended up becoming totally non-religious. Rahman al-Islam. So every step a person takes requires caution, guidance, clarity, and, 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 and patience. The Gemara says, what did, Hash, what did Moshe Rabbeinu see in Eretz Yisrael that he was so desperate to get to Eretz Yisrael? The Gemara says, Erech He saw that in Eretz Yisrael, a person can, it's possible for a person to achieve Aricha Sapayim, patience, the ability to wait and do things in a healthy manner sometimes. Now, there's a time not to wait. I just spoke to a close friend this morning and he got up in the morning and he got up at a good time, ready, he could have left his house, gone to shul, beyond. but he said he procrastinated and procrastinated and, and he, he didn't tell me further, but I, I understand. The Yitzhahara sometimes gets a person to procrastinate. We've learned this many times, that when a person's in Mitzrayim, when a person's in darkness, when a person's asleep, and it comes to getting up, the Torah says, Gibar <clears throat> Kari, strong as a lion, rots katsvi, run like a deer, jump. But the Gemara in Gittin gives a warning, and the Shulchan Aruch quotes this, that a person opens their eyes, don't jump out of bed the first second, pause for two, three seconds. There is a pause, two, three seconds, but then run, jump, go quick, quick. and <clears throat> move quickly. Vayashkem Avraham Baboiker. The Torah says, Avraham Avinu got up in the morning. Everyone gets up in the morning. No, no, no. He was getting up to, to bring his son as a sacrifice on the altar. <clears throat> and he got, up he got up in the morning. He got up early. When you're getting up to serve Hashem, you ain't getting up late. You ain't slow. You ain't taking your time. You're rushing. I want to be there on time. I want to be there early. I don't want to take any chances, chas v'shom, of missing the boat coming late, that kind of thing. But again, a person needs the guidance of the Torah, the written Torah, the oral Torah, and the guidance of Talmidei Chachamim to know exactly how this applies to me, how it applies to my wife and children, how it applies to everyone. A question for a woman to be personally well-known to her Rav so he can give her personal direction, not one size fits all. The answer is, it, it's true, it's true, but that's one of the reasons why a woman has a husband, number one, 
and, and, and if the husband is connected properly to, 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 to where they need to be connected, the guidance can come through the husband. And, and if not, there are other ways. There's a, an expression, when there's a will, there's a way. If a person really wants, the Torah promises, On the path that a person wants to go on, Hashem leads the person on that path. And the Gemara says that they give the person a malach of emes to lead them. They give them an angel of truth. But it requires, it requires humility, it's sincerity, and honesty, those things. The minute a person thinks they know, and they don't have to ask, and they don't need guidance, then we have the Pasuk in Mishle, which says, Loi lachachomim lechem. The Torah says, smart people don't have bread to eat. So my Rebbe, Rebbe Michal Dorfman, said that just because he's smart, he, he doesn't have bread to eat? And he said, what it means is, who gives bread? Hashem gives bread. Hashem sees people, Hashem sees there are certain people who think they're smart. They think they know everything. Hashem says, if you're smart, then, then I don't need... I don't need to help you. you. You can handle it yourself. And a person who knows that they're not so smart, those are the people that Hashem handles. And Hashem sees to it to provide for them. So this is one of the reasons, again, why one of the qualities we want to work on and pray for is genuine humility, to, to know that I don't know, I don't know. There's a story with Rav Enezal and Rav Nosenzal that one time Rav Enezal was traveling with his students and a group of wild dogs came charging, came racing at Rabbein <clears throat> and And Rabbein looked at them, and they were barking loud and loud. And Rabbein said to them, I know, I know. And they, they put on the brakes, they slammed on the brakes, and they walked away quietly, and they left. There was an incident, a similar incident, in Rav life years later, same thing, dogs charging wild dogs, and Rav Nosenzal looked at them and he yelled, I don't know, I don't know. And the dogs put on the brakes and they left. We're learning Likut HaLochas, we know that Rav Nosenzal's I don't know was, was pretty, pretty knowledgeable. But, but again, the difference, the difference between the rabbi and the student, you know, completely different levels. Just to... to, to have an opportunity to praise Hashem. We have an opportunity to offer a mazel tov. Sometimes it's, it's nice to give good news. I have a very close friend in Cincinnati that's a couple of miles past the moon. And we met about 10 years ago by, I think, via the computer, listening to Shurim. And I got a phone call saying that I'm here in Cincinnati with my family and I'm looking for a Rav, and I want to know, could you possibly help me? Could you possibly give direction? And I said, I'll try to be, I'll try to be a good friend. And we formed a friendship, a relationship, and Baruch Hashem, he has a, a daughter that's married, living here in Israel, Baruch Hashem, who has a child already, Baruch Hashem, and his son just got engaged two nights ago. So he called me to, 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 to be able to wish Mazel Tov and to tell me the Mazel Tov, and he told me, we, after all the mazel tov and everything, he said to me, guess what happened to me? He said, yesterday I was outside, I don't know if he was in a yard somewhere by somebody, three large pit bull dogs 
came, looked, saw me, locked eyes with me, and I knew they were coming my way. And I, I thought it was all over. Literally, no, he, I, he knew what a pit bull, pit bull is. And he said he doesn't know what happened. It took, it lasted about 90 seconds, running and chasing and kicking and pushing. And, and he said he came out of it unscratched, completely without a scratch. He says he remembers like for a second looking up to Hashem and knowing that nothing, nothing, no one other than Hashem could save him. And, and sure enough, came out of it unscratched. And finally, after a minute and a half, the, one of the owners came out and got them back one by one. These, it, it, not like he whistled and the three came running back or anything. And he benched Gomel and Shul, etc. But this is a, an opportunity to share good news, that to know that Hashem is alive and well all over the world, even in Cincinnati. And, and if a Jew turns to Hashem, if a Jew knows that there's nowhere else to turn to only Hashem, then, then Hashem helps the person. Paragraph Dalid. And with this, we'll get an understanding of what took place when Odom and Chava ate from the Eitz Hadas. He, he partook from this Eitz Hadas, which was good and bad. And this caused a second shattering of the vessels. Kimuva, as the Arizal explains in his Sefer Eitz Chaim, there was a shattering in the vessel, of the vessels at the beginning, beginning of creation, and this was another shattering of the vessels. Ki Isa, because it's brought in the Zohar HaKadosh, She'odom arishon pogam b'mashahoyo mestakel b'masha'ein lo reshus. That the mistake of Odom arishon was that he tried to look at something that he didn't have permission to look at. He was supposed to first fortify himself with solid faith. And he wanted to understand, he wanted to know. This is the concept of this Eitz Hadas, which the Torah defines as good and bad. Hashem warned him about it. Because the Eitz Hadas had this power. A person who would eat from this tree, it would allow the Eitzahara, the evil inclination, to enter into that person and get that person to want to chase after things that they're not ready for, that they have no permission to enter. They don't have the, the part, we know that there are people who have different levels of security, that this person is allowed to enter into these and these rooms, but they cannot enter into a different room. They cannot look at a different file. Those that work with computers know that in a company you could have a thousand workers, and each one has different levels of security where they're allowed to look at certain files, and certain people are not allowed to look at those files. And by a person trying to look at things that they're not allowed to look at, that causes a shattering of the vessels. 
which means which which vessels are we talking about? The the vessel is emuna. Because he's not willing to rely only on faith. And he wants to understand and know without faith. So this person is separating, disengaging the das from the emuna. It's like taking something out of its cup. It's like trying to pull water out of, out of a glass. And when you take das and separate it from emuna, that's what the Sifrei Kabbalah call shattering of the vessels. That's what the Zohar Kodesh calls misas hamalochim. In the, in the, at the end of Parshas Vayishlach in the Chumash, there's a paragraph there where it lists a whole series of kings and it says this king died and the next king took over and then that king died and that... And the Zohar Kodesh shows that some of the deepest secrets of Kabbalah are found in that paragraph in the Chumash. That tells the story of creation and those kings represent the different spheres, the different worlds that shattered and, and what took place with them. Because what happened was that the vessels ended up without light and the light ended up without vessels. You have light which belongs inside. You have a light bulb. You have the light inside the light bulb. When, when the light bulb shatters, we know what happens, right? Because emuna represents the vessels. Vahadas hibachinas oiroiz kanal. And knowledge das is, is lights. Umachmaze nisbatel ho orlegamri. And when they get separated, no light. Ki choizer el ein soif. Because everything goes back to pre creation, to infinity. Machmashahu baloi kli. Because there's no vessel. Vahakalim noflu lamata. And the vessels fell down. Uklal hadover. Rav Nosson is going to go back and, and re-clarify. She'ikr. Now, another example of this is Avraham Avinu. Remember, Avraham Avinu tell, Hashem tells Avraham Avinu, I love you. Ki yedativ I love you because I know you're going to teach your children the right path and everything. And I'm going to give you the best thing that I have, the best thing in existence. I'm going to give you Eretz Yisrael. What's Avram Avinu's response? Bamo Eda. How do I know? Hashem says, Oy, 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 oy. You said the wrong words. Bamo Eda. Now it's going, to take, it's going to take 400 years. 400 years from when your son Yitzchak Avinu is going to be born before the Jews are going to be able to get to Eretz Yisrael. They're going to, they're going to, I'm sorry, they're going to have to be in exile for 400 years. Then there's going to be the 40 years in the desert and everything. Because he said, Eda. Because we learned before, Eretz Yisrael is the land of Emunah. Shchon Eretz Ure'ei Emunah. Eretz Yisrael is wall-to-wall Emunah. And Eretz Yisrael is wall-to-wall Das. Seichel. Eretz Yisrael has the Beis Hamikdosh, which is the center of Das. But it's only if there's the right shidduch. It's only if the emuna comes first 
And then the seichel, like we say in the morning, ve'rastichli be'emuna, ve'odata Hashem, then it works. If you say bamo eida, before the emuna is, is in place, it's shattering of the vessels, Rahman al-Islam. And Rav Nosenzal actually writes in, in Likuti Alochas, in, 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 uh, in Choshen Nishpat, in Hilchis Gzela, Rav Nosenzal has pages and pages showing that this is the test of the tzaddikim. All the tzaddikim. This is the test that they want to come close to Hashem and, and it's so hard to wait. And sometimes when you try to jump, you try to rush something before the right time, there's, there's damage, tremendous damage. <clears throat> when a person wants to understand something <clears throat> before they're ready to understand it, again, we gave the example of ch- kids learning in a class. A teacher starts teaching a subject, and a kid raises their hand, I have a question. What do you mean, I have a question? You didn't learn anything yet. Yeah, I know, but I don't... Just be quiet. What does be quiet mean? Trust me. Trust me. First listen. Even though it doesn't make sense, you don't understand why I'm telling you this, why I'm showing you this picture and this picture and this, which don't seem to be connected in any way whatsoever. But if you'll be quiet and listen, if you'll trust me and listen, you're going to see a beautiful total picture. You're going to understand a lot of things. That the most important thing, the main thing is simple faith. To believe in Hashem and to trust Hashem without any philosophical analysis. And without any rationalizations, without trying to be too smart. And when a person is to be solid in their faith for many days and years, and to serve Hashem with simplicity, without understanding completely. I don't understand how tzitzis, how these eight strings will change my whole neshama. And why can't my wife wear tzitzis? And I don't, I have a, a billion questions. Put all the questions aside. Rak be'emuna u'betmimus, with faith and simplicity and sincerity. Azai then, im yizke, if the person will be zoiche, yachmo of Hashem isborach, Hashem will have pity on that person, ve'yiftach lo'i shvile hasechel, and Hashem will open up all the avenues of knowledge, all the paths of knowledge. And the person will succeed in achieving a little bit of an understanding of Hashem. And even afterwards, if the person does achieve a level of knowledge and understanding of Hashem and of the Torah and of the mitzvahs, the person always has to put boundaries on their brain. Not to try to look and understand what's above their level, where they don't have permission, they don't have security clearance to go into there. Because the Torah warns, in that which is pellet to you, that which is wondrous to you, 
Do not delve into it. Don't analyze it. Don't think about it. But rather, to rely on faith alone. Because as we explained earlier, the faith that the person has to show before they understand something, that corresponds to what Hashem did right before He started creating, that He had to vacate an area. He had to remove His light, His presence from a certain area to make room for creation. That chol aponui. And that's what creates all the vessels and all the midos that are needed in which the light can be placed so that we can benefit from it in a healthy way. Kayodua, as is known in Sifrei Kabbalah. Sheheim Iker Hamshochas Vehizgalus Shokol Hamidois Vehasfirois Vehoilomois that this concept of emuna, this cholol haponui, is what allows for all the midois and spheroids to be able to, to get started and to reveal themselves and to perform their functions. And even afterwards, after the light has already been put into the, into the vessels, which means that the person had solid faith and they were able to get to the next step where they achieved a lot of das and, and, and combined the das with the faith. The person still needs boundaries in order to be able to receive the light in a, in a delicate, careful, step-by-step method. Not to look above their level. Because when a person wants to try to understand and look and reach to something that's above their level, where the voltage, the wattage, is greater than what the vessel they have at that time can handle, which means it's higher, the light is higher than the power of the emuna of the person. The person's faith is 12,000 watts, 12,000 volts, and the light that they're going for now is 100,000 volts, the, the, the light is greater than the, the strength of the faith, which is the vessel. Then what will happen is that that higher voltage light will break, will shatter the vessels. And the das will leave totally. And the emuna will be broken completely. And it could lead to complete denial of Hashem, complete atheism, complete rejection of all religion. Because this process of emuna is not just when you're first starting to become religious, 
It's all every day, all the time. When as a person is going from level to level, start with emuna. You always have to start. Just like again, every time kids go into a new class, every time you go into a new class, you don't start off asking questions. That's stupid. It's silly. It's totally going against. It's destructive. First, you have to listen for a period of time. And listening means trust, faith. I trust, I believe, that this person, this teacher, knows things that I don't. And the only way that I will possibly get to that knowledge is if I first start off with a level of emuna, Faith, trust, to listen. A person has to always be fortifying themselves with emuna. That's the foundation, and that's what ensures the continuity and existence of all of the worlds. And this emuna is in the beginning, and at the end, and in the middle. As it says, Ani Rishon, Vaani Achroin, Umi Balodayel I am the first and I am the last, and without me there's no Hashem. So I'm not just the first and the last, I'm in the middle, I'm everywhere, I'm needed on every level. We saw in the previous Shia, the Zohar Kodesh says clearly that Ani represents the Malchus, the Shechina, Emuna. And this emuna, this malchus, is the, the bottom and the top and the middle. Remember, we've said in the past that Tikkun Ezer gives an incredible example and explanation of this, that in the Hebrew alphabet, we have the letter Vav, the letter Vav, and the letter Vav can be a vowel also, can take on the form of a vowel. It can be a, a vav, a v sound, a vav with a dot under it is pronounced v, or a vav with a segel under it is ve. We say ve'emuna kolzos. At night in Davening Marav, right after Kriyashma, we say ve'emuna kolzos v'kayim oleinu. So the vav can have a dot underneath it. It can have a vav in the mid, it can have a dot in the middle of it, and it can have a dot on top of it. And the Tikkun Ezer shows that the Vav represents the six spheroids, Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzachoid, Yesoi. The Dat is the Malchus. And there are many reasons that we don't have the time to go into why Malchus is represented by a Dat, a little black Dat, period. And the Malchus is a moving target. It can be on bottom of the Vav, it can be parallel to the Vav, in the middle of the Vav, and it can go on top of the Vav, the Voi. The oi sound. And that's this concept of emuna in the beginning, emuna in the middle, and emuna at the end. And we said that Rabbeinazal said, if you want to learn emuna, go to the women. The women have an advantage, the right women, the right women have an advantage that they are more naturally accepting of, of this quality of emuna. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and the woman, <clears throat> there's a concept of the hu yimshobach, it says in the Torah. There are times when the man is on top and the woman is on bottom. The hu he will rule over you, Hashem said to Chava. 
There's a time when a woman is parallel to her husband, and then there's a concept of eishes chayel ateres balo, that the woman of valor, the right kind of woman, is a crown on her husband's head. The crown is above the head, meaning she can go even on top of him, that kind of thing. This is the concept that there's an emuna that's below das, and there's an emuna that's above das. That's the keser. We'll just do one more paragraph and we'll take questions. Vehine, mishu paragraph vehine mishu chazak bemunosay kol kach at shezoycha achar kach lohovin basechel. A person who is so solid in their faith, where their zoycha afterwards to get to know and understand, and they bring that knowledge, that understanding, they join it together with their faith. This is the concept that the Sifrei Kabbalah call the union between Hashem and the Shekhinah. Because usually the term Kutshebrichu refers to the aspect of knowledge, wisdom, light. The term Shekhinah usually refers to Malchus, which is associated with Emunah. And when a person joins those two together, that's what sustains and supports and feeds life into all of the worlds. This union of Kutshebrichu of Shechintei, of Chachma and Malchus, of the sun and the moon, of male and female, of Torah and Tefillah, and this is what generates new seichel. As the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us, that it has to go through a process, just like a child being born. First there's a stage of pregnancy, where the woman is pregnant. <coughs> then there's yenika. Then there's a, a, a stage of nursing. And then there's moichen. Then there's the actual new seichel coming into existence. As a result of the knowledge of the person shining into the faith of the person, meaning that the person believes their faith is solid, they daven perfectly, and then they sit down to learn Torah, then they're learning, and learning more and more and more, so that the seichel is shining into the emuna. through this the person is to, to produce and reveal new levels, new revelations of understanding of the greatness of Hashem. And Rav Nelson is telling us now, I just gave you a definition of a very important word, the term dveikus, a deep, a deep, healthy, successful connection to Hashem. 
שהוא בחינס הסחברוס כנסס ישראל עם דוידו. This is the concept of the Shekhinah, which is called Knesset Yisrael, joining together with her beloved, with Kutshebrichu, or a concept of the Jewish nation joining together with Hashem, or an individual Jew joining with Hashem. Ki klal Yisrael, sheim bechinas Knesset Yisrael, heimaminim b'nei maminim. Because we, the Jewish nation, are called Knesset Yisrael. And the, the Torah tells us we are believers, the descendants of believers. We have it in our genes. We have it in our mother's blood. Our founding forefathers, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, were ma'aminim. They had emuna. It's brought, I believe, if you add up the life, the years of Avraham and Yitzchok and Yaakov, Avram Avinu lived 175 years. Yitzchak Avinu lived 180 years, and Yaakov Avinu lived 147 years. If you add up 175, 180, and 147, it's bigematria 502, which is emuna pshuta. The two words emuna pshuta, simple faith, which is what we started to share with, if you recall, earlier today. We spoke about that what's needed is emuna pshuta, to serve Hashem with simple, sincere faith. That's what our founding fathers were all about, and that's what we are supposed to be all about. Because the roots and source of our souls come from emuna, come from the Shekhinah, come from Malchus. And when Hashem looks at us, he shines the light of his face upon us. And a person is to achieve a certain level of understanding and knowledge and recognition of Hashem. So then these two are joining together, the emuna and the das, the holy das. This is what, what the Sifrei Kabbalah referred to, and this is what we find in, all, in many in Nusach Sfarat Sedurim, that before a person does any significant mitzvah, first they say a prayer, I'm performing this mitzvah in order to unite Hashem and the Shekhinah. The word mitzvah means to join together, chibur. Sib Sachoda means one union. Because the Zohar Kodesh tells us that when we perform an action down here, it causes a response, a reaction in heaven. Our arousal, our initiative down here causes an initiative above in heaven. Our joining together of Emuna and Das join together Hashem and the Shekhinah. Ad lemalo lemalo, going up to the highest, highest levels. Mischaber ho emune madasa kodesh kaviyocho. These two join together. Vezeh bechinas dveikus Yisroel b'Hashem Yisborach. And this is a clear definition of what it means the Jewish people becoming deeply and, and healthily and permanently a, a connected to and attached to Hashem. As the mitzvah, bechinas mitzvahs uboi sidbok as the Pesach says in Chumash, and attach yourself deeply to Hashem. 
Rav Sal just gave us a, a, a beautiful, clear definition of dveikus. We're not finished yet. He, the paragraph is going to continue. Rav Sal is going to clarify a little more about this dveikus. Any, any questions, please? I, I have a question. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you were saying that Emuna and Malchut were, um, sound like you were saying they were like the same Mida. Correct. So, like, is, is it like, how, how is that connected, like connected, like how are they the same Mida? The, the answer is there's a lot to say about it, but I'll give you some of the basic things. <clears throat> the, the Sifrei Kabbal and Sifrei Hasidus explain that Malchus, the other Midas of Hashem, Chesed is a Mida. Gvura is a person is kind, a person is strong, a person is smart. A person is king, king has nothing to do with me. It has to do with others accepting my authority upon themselves. The term leadership, king, manhig, is something that's outside, it's not you. It's others, accept, it's coming from others, not from you. Just like that's Malchus, and also Emuna, the Zohar Kodesh says, Emuna has no light. Chachma, Da, Seichel is referred to as light. Emuna, light means understanding, knowledge. Emuna is the opposite of now. Emuna is what I don't see, what I don't understand. You follow? So this is how the Zohar Kodesh mentions the, the, the comparison between Emuna and Malchus. Mal, emuna has no light of its own except what it receives from, like we explained here. Emunah is what I don't see, I don't understand, it's dark. We, it says in Tehillim, ve'emunascha baleilois. Emunah at night, when it's dark, when I don't see, I don't understand, but I believe, I trust. And Malchus is the same thing. Malchus is something that doesn't have anything of its own. It receives, it, it, it's everything. It has all the lights above it. All the lights above it feed into the Malchus. Did that make it a little bit clearer? Okay, another question. Just a moment. Another question. How is it possible that Avram Avinu, Av Emuna, would say such a thing, Bamoeda, and literally show zero Emuna? Doesn't make any sense. Seems that he meant something else by those words rather than showing a lack of faith. The answer is you're right. There are thousands of pages written in Holy Svar, in books, about what that was all about. But on the simplest level, on the simplest level, the Torah is showing us that on Avram Avinu's level, this was a little bit of a, a, an implication of a weakness in Emunah. We're learning it for babies now. We're studying it first grade level, so we're presenting it as if Hashem said, give you, and he should have believed you. And, and he goes ahead and says, Bamoeda. There's a lot of depth to that. And again, the more you learn. But for us, for us, there's a message being delivered over there that, that everyone on every level has this nisoyim of, of emuna and having the proper kalim. The Gemara tells us that tanoim in the Gemara, ben aza, Ben Zoyma, giants in the Gemara, went to a very high place in heaven and the, the, their kalim weren't as good as Rabbi Akiva's kalim. So Rabbi Akiva went there, he saw this incredible highlight and he only benefited from it. 
only benefit, no side effects. And the others, one of them died in the process, his soul left him, couldn't handle it. And the other one, it's, the, the, the Torah uses the terminology as if he went crazy. It doesn't mean he went crazy, it means he couldn't put it into words. Again, he couldn't, the light was so bright that he had received, he didn't have the kalim to put it into words. So when he spoke, people thought he was crazy. They couldn't make any sense of what he was saying. Like when a person's hysterical or talking wildly and people can't understand what they're saying. Again, an example of a, a too bright a light and that, that the kalim aren't set up to handle. What's the way to learn emuna for a person who doesn't naturally have it? The answer is coming close to the masters of emuna, the tzaddikim. The tzaddik says tzaddik be'emuna so yichya. And and we say, we've mentioned in the davening on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur we say atzosoy emuna emes. His advice is faith. The advice of Hashem, the Torah, and the advice of the tzaddikim is wall-to-wall faith. The tzaddikim are the ones who present the Torah in a way that it, it strengthens our faith all the time. We learn from their faith, we see their incredible faith in Hashem. With all of their knowledge, we see they still realize that they don't know anything. Compared to Hashem, they don't know anything. And compared to higher-level tzaddikim, they don't know anything. And, and they, by, by learning from them and, and watching the, ex, the example from them, we can, we can learn emuna. We can learn emuna and das and, and a healthy combination of both. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We should be zorichet to the geula shleima. B'mhera b'yameinu. Amen v'yamein. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rav Nassim. Have a wonderful day. You too.